again, so I'd like to read this morning, Hebrews the 10th chapter, I want to read the last two verses of Hebrews 10, and then the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, other versions say shrink back. If any man draw back or shrink back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith, this is Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are not seen or things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That first phrase of our text, the just shall live by faith. Faith is to the believer what oxygen is to us in the physical realm. You can't survive spiritually without faith. As a matter of fact, you have come to the Lord and you're a Christian today because of a, uh, of a faith and a confidence that you put in the promise of God. As a matter of fact, he, uh, Romans chapter 12 is a book that talks about gifts of God that uh, are dispersed to the church. And it says in verse number 3, Romans 12, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And I believe that the measure of faith is the faith necessary to believe for your salvation. I believe everyone has enough faith to get saved. Amen. I mean, even the person in the, 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 uh, the darkest uh, places in our world, godless uh, places of our world, there's still in our hearts the gift of God, which is the gift of faith, which is the ability to believe God. And we cannot survive without it. That's why that the church, I'm talking about you and me, I'm not talking about the church universal, I'm talking about us right here at this location, that we are to be a place where faith is the atmosphere. Faith is the atmosphere. That when people come into the house of the Lord, they leave their troubles, they leave their worries, they leave all their doubts, and, and they come into a place where this place is saturated with faith where there's a lot of people that have gathered together and uh, we're, we believe what the word of God says and, and uh, we believe that, uh, that God can work and move and, and that this should be a place where the atmosphere is just like breathing a breath of fresh air. That when people come into the house of God, 
It's like I can just, I can just receive the help that I need. But I, it's not that there's something necessarily special about this building other than the fact that the people of God gather here and in this place, in this place, this place has been set aside and dedicated for the glory of God and for the, for the, the working and the moving of God. And so in this place, there should be uh, an atmosphere of faith and confidence in God. Amen. Many a time. I, I have been, uh, you know, struggling, discouraged, you know, weighed down with lots of problems and needs. And I've thought, if I can just get to church, if I can just get to church, I know that's going to make all the difference if I can just get into the house of the Lord. Now, I know that the Lord is with us everywhere. He's with us no matter where we are. But there's just something special about an atmosphere that's saturated, uh, uh, saturated with the presence of God and with faith and confidence in God. Amen. And so um, I would just say, leave your doubts at the door. Leave your unbelief outside. And come into the house of the Lord, believing that the Lord is going to save and he's going to heal and he's going to move and he's going he's to change circumstances and move in the lives of people. Amen. And this just determined that when we come into this place that we're going to do all that we can to create an atmosphere of faith and confidence in God and believe that God is going to work. Amen. Mark chapter 6 is... Uh, uh, the account of Jesus in his own hometown of Nazareth, that uh, um, whenever he came there, now they knew him as the, the little son of Joseph, the carpenter. They knew him in the, uh, as uh, you know, the person we're familiar with, uh, that we grew up with, but they didn't know him or understand him as the son of God. And, and so they said, is not this the carpenter? This is just the son of Mary, the, uh, the brother of James. Uh, this is just, a, he's just one of us. He's just one of us. Um, and Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could do there no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled, this is Jesus, he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. So here's what happened. Jesus goes to his hometown. And there, because he was just one of the community, one of the, 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 uh, the village, and he grew up among them. They, they didn't understand who he was. They didn't understand this is the son of God. They didn't understand that he had power to, uh, to work and to move. And they didn't accept him. And so because of their unbelief, he did. He was not able to do. Now you say, this seems really strange because God can do anything. But God, God has chosen in his sovereign plan to move in an atmosphere of faith and confidence in him. And so he could do no mighty works, even in his own hometown. He just did a few things. A few things were accomplished uh, there in that place because of the unbelief of that 
town of Nazareth. Amen. It lets you know that, uh, that unbelief can bind. Unbelief can hinder. Unbelief can do a lot of damage uh, where God would want to work and meet, move and speak and, and do supernatural things. But our unbelief can really hinder what God wants to do and uh, can stop uh, the wonderful works of God. It happened in the ministry of, of Jesus and, and it can happen to you and me. There has to be faith, confidence. We have to come to the house of the Lord with an expectancy. We have to come uh, prayerfully. We have to come prepared. We have to come expecting that God is going uh, to work and answer prayer and move by his spirit. We have to come expecting that the enemy is going to be defeated and all the lies of the enemy are going to be put down when we gather together in his house. Amen. So let's just determine as the people of God that we're going to come and we're going to, we're going to be a part of creating this atmosphere of faith. Amen. We're going to come expecting and believing that God is going to work. Smith Wigglesworth, who is known for a lot of tremendous supernatural things in his ministry, a lot of miracles in his ministry. It was reported of him in a, in a meeting, in a church meeting, that he stood up and said, stop charging the air with unbelief. <laughs> he said uh, he was grieved to hear the avalanche of doubt, fear, and unbelief coming from some of the lips during the service. So he took over the beating <laughs> and he preached faith and he charged the air with faith and a powerful atmosphere and a great move of God followed because he preached the word of God, he believed the word of God and he saturated that place with a, and made it into a place where God can move. I just believe that God moves in an atmosphere where people believe his word. Where we, we have a confidence in God, a confidence in his word. Now folks, we, we really need a move of God. We really need revival. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Every one of us, we listed Wednesday night in our service when we were praying for the lost. I asked people to, to mention names, to speak out publicly in the service, the names of some uh, that need to be saved. And all throughout uh, uh, the congregation, uh, Wednesday night, names were mentioned of friends and family and loved ones that are unsaved. I don't know how many names were mentioned, but it was a lot of people that are, that are unsaved that need to know the Lord. We need to see God working and moving. We need some strongholds brought down and some miracles take place and lives changed and souls uh, saved and brought into the kingdom of God. That won't happen if we're just coming to church and it's just church as usual and there's no real confidence that God is gonna work when we come in on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or in revival services, there needs to be an expectancy, amen. And so, so we can create an atmosphere of, of faith in God when we just take a stay, step of faith and we believe that God is going to work and he's going to move. Amen. Amen. Now, sometimes folks think, well, I don't deserve that or, or we don't deserve 
God to move in our needs or our circumstances. And that doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, none of us are worthy of any good thing from God. We, we don't deserve it. We haven't earned that. It's all the gift of God. It's all the blessing of God. It's all God just pouring out his benevolent goodness to us. Amen. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's because God delights in blessing his people. Amen. And we need to believe God for that today. Two individuals in the New Testament that God said, that Jesus said of them, they have great faith. They have great faith. One of them was that uh, centurion that, uh, that came uh, to Jesus. And uh, he said, Jesus, don't, don't trouble yourself. You don't have to come with me or come to my house. Just speak the word. Just speak the word. He didn't feel worthy. He said that. I, I'm not really worthy that you would even come into my home. Or, and uh, and, and uh, uh, your presence uh, come into my home. You could just speak the word. He said, I'm a man of, under authority. And uh, he was a Roman centurion. He understood. I, I just speak the word. And all those soldiers under me, they just go. And they come whenever I command them to do, to do that. And the Bible says that Jesus marveled at him and turned about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Amen. Now, this was a Roman. Uh, he was a centurion. He was not a Jew. He was not a, uh, a follower of Jesus. He was just a desperate man. He was just a man who needed help. And he was asking the Lord to come and to help him. And then in Matthew 15, there was a, a, a woman of Cana that came to Jesus. And she too uh, was just asking for mercy. Have mercy. Uh, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And Jesus said, no, I'm not gonna come. The disciples said, send her away. Jesus said, I am not sent but to the uh, lost sheep of the house of Israel. And, uh, but then the Bible says that she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Again, this is a Canaanite. This is a Gentile. This is, this is a pagan woman who's just coming say, Lord, I need you to help me. And Jesus said of her, this is the second person in the New Testament that Jesus said, She's got great faith. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thy will. And the daughter was made whole from that very hour. Do you understand that uh, it's not that you deserve it or I deserve it or as a body, a church group here that we deserve any good thing from the Lord. But I do know that we can put our confidence and we can, we can uh build our confidence and our faith in the Lord and we can see him begin to work and to move in our needs. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you, there are a lot of people that are in need. There, it's sometimes overwhelming. I get so many prayer requests and so many people that, that are in need. We, we need to see the supernatural hand of God changing circumstances healing the sick, ministering to people in their needs. There's so much trouble, so many needs, so many circumstances in our world 
that are overwhelming. And um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's greater than, than we can deal with personally. We don't have the power or the ability uh, to do that. But these two individuals, the Lord moved for them even though they were unworthy and undeserving because they believed him. Because they were willing to come to him and say, Lord, we need help. Come and help my daughter. Come and, come and help me in this circumstance. Come and bring deliverance. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Do you understand that that's one of the most powerful prayers that you can pray is just simply saying, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. I need you to come to my rescue and to help me in my present situation. Amen. So these individuals had great faith. And I believe that the Lord can help us to create a atmosphere of faith. And that comes by prayer. It comes by uh, uh, saturating your, your, your heart and your mind with the, the truths of God's word and uh, believing the word of the Lord not believing the lies of the enemy, not believing your pain, not believing all the things that you're dealing with, but, but putting your confidence in uh, the Lord and your, your uh, uh, determination uh, to put confidence in him today. This, this, this great faith that changed circumstances, it brought about uh, results. It brought the results when the woman just said, help me. Sometimes our desperation, uh, and out of desperation, we cry out to the Lord. And I want you to know that he hears your desperate cry. And not only that, but this woman came with a humble, worshiping attitude. She recognized that she did not deserve it. I've heard some of these so-called faith teachers making their demands of the Lord. You know, God, you said this, and I demand that you do it. And we don't come demanding anything of God. Amen. We come humbly before the Lord. We come uh, desperate before the Lord, knowing that God can rescue us, and only he can do it. Only he can help you in your present need. And then uh, they came with fervency. They came with fervency and a desire uh, to see God change the circumstance. How long has it been since you have prayed prayers that we could call red hot prayers, fervent prayers, prayers that we, I mean, we were, we were poured our whole heart into it, really crying out to God for help. Let me tell you, God is touched when he hears the cry of his people and when he hears the desperate needs he will come to your rescue and he will help you in your present need. Praise God. So I believe today that God can help us. He can help us as a church. Every time we come together uh, to come into the house of the Lord, believing his word uh, with confidence in God. And I believe if we'll come into the service tonight with an expectancy, with uh, believing that God is gonna work, that God is going to move, that he's going to minister to people in need and change their circumstances, heal sick bodies, save the lost, bring deliverance, and work in impossible situations. Let's come to church and let's ask the Lord, Lord, 
give to us an atmosphere of real faith and confidence in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we need, we need from you, Lord, the ability, Lord, uh, to reach out to you in faith. Lord, in our own strength, we're just, we're just weak. In our own strength, Lord, we cannot do what we need to do, Lord. But I just pray, Lord, that for each one in this service today, everyone, Lord, no matter what the needs might be, Lord, that we would walk into the house of the Lord with a faith and we would turn away uh, from doubt and unbelief and all of these things, Lord, that stop and hinder the mighty working of God. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to see your mighty hand at work in our behalf. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen.